August 14th, 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary, here to talk about Friday Night Smackdown on Fox and what a night it was. We saw a three-brand women's battle royal to determine the new number one contender for the SmackDown Championship. More on that in a bit. Uh, We saw Retribution, again, wreaking havoc at the WWE Performance Center. We saw the announcement of a hair versus hair match coming up at SummerSlam. We saw The Fiend versus Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss caught in the middle. Oh, who will she ultimately show and prove loyal to so much happening tonight, so much to talk about, and perhaps most interesting, WWE Payback, a pay-per-view happening one week after SummerSlam on Sunday, August 30th. Rosh, has that ever happened before on a quote-unquote main roster WWE pay-per-view situation? And not in recent memory. Back in the day, there was a Survivor Series where they had a The Undertaker beat Hulk Hogan, and then I think it was three nights later, they did a pay-per-view called Tuesday in Texas. And so you had to buy that pay-per-view to watch the rematch. And and then Randy Savage, they kind of had teased that he was going to face Jake the Snake Roberts at Survivor Series. And then they pulled that away. And then that happened on that Tuesday in Texas. And so outside of a few days later, I can't remember uh, a pay-per-view happening one week later uh, with WWE. It'll be something. And it's uh, going to be on pay-per-view. They're not doing this like on FS1. This isn't a giveaway to ESPN or one of their broadcast partners. Straight up pay-per-view, just like SummerSlam. Yeah. There you have it. Matt Morgan, what did you think tonight? And uh, you're in Longwood, not far from the Performance Center. Are you worried about retribution coming to Longwood this game? I am. Roving hooligans. I am. I'm worried that they're going to write, yes, revolution in the middle of our downtown street, actually. Yes, I am. I'm very worried about them. If you've got a dimmer switch, you're screwed (laughs) screwed because they keep, you know, turning the dimmer switch up and down. (laughs) (laughs) It's ridiculous. Uh, It's 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 so it's laughable now, is it not? Oh, my God. It's terrible. I do like the I like the mystery and suspense behind who they are. But their acts are like, come on, guys, this is getting stupid. I, this is so far the worst group uh, since last year, Dark Order (laughs) last year. Dark it's, Order was pretty rough at first. No, it was. It's still not great, but it's better than you, it was last year. Do you remember the Creepers? They were actually called the Creepers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Creepers yeah. is on my son's cartoon called PJ Masks. They're called the Creepers. It's the same thing. It's hilarious. <laughs> A bunch of masked goons. Not even goons. Like scrawny goons at that. It was so terrible. So had the Creepers, the Ninjas, and now Retribution. Yes. But they grew like six inches or six or eight inches this week. So at least they're a little bigger. Better because stand-ins enough, tonight. Enough, yes, better stand-ins for sure. Enough people have made comments about it, I think, is why. Yeah. It's rough, man. It's really, really rough to uh... – but, Matt, to your point, like the mystery is all they have. Like I guess the two questions, who they are and why are they doing it. Very true. And I think the other – Non, uh, non-mystery is, I bet you the chat room is going boinkers right now about your hat. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> the hat's back. It's 105 degrees here today. I said, I'm getting rid of all this hair. And uh, again, with that, I'm just going to like grow back in a little bit. You know? Chill, Glenn. It's chill, Glenn, tonight. It's chill, Glenn. That's right. Uh, listening to jazz and having some scotch. Driving taxi cabs. <laughs> right. God. Matt, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to hell. I'm sorry, Glenn. Matt Rosh, we're of the generation where I think the only jazz records, the closest thing we ever owned to a jazz record was uh, maybe a Tribe Called Quest album and uh, Us Three. Remember Cantaloupe when that was really big? That one song I do. That one yeah, song was huge. It, it was, but good call on Tribe Called Quest, actually. Yeah. Yes. I don't, uh, people, that, do people really listen to jazz? I think that's one of those things you do just to sound cool. Like, I I'm really so into too. Miles Davis. You know? Yes, yes, right. I, I think yeah. so. I agree. And then you ask them to name like two Miles Davis songs, and they're stuck. Oh, but come on! What about Coltrane, baby? What about Coltrane? <laughs> Wait, what? All right, name one song from him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nothing, nothing. Um, yes, people saying I look like a bookie. I'm chilling in the <laughs> in the parking lot of an OTB wearing the hat. <laughs> That's the fun. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, it's just it's all gonna go it's all gonna go downhill from here. Like a Rush. thinner, like a thinner white rerun. 
like a thinner one. <laughs> Rerun Barry was a pretty hefty man. Uh, I do have a red beret somewhere around here. Uh, anyhow, um, dance. yeah. Oh, I he's, wish I could dance like he's Rerun. The first celebrity I ever met. Where <laughs> did you wrong meet him? He came to speak at our high school when I uh, when I lived in New Mexico, and it was kind of sad because they were trying to get everyone to chant Rerun, Rerun, and no one was doing it. Really? And then he came out. Yeah, but he was dim- doing a speech about not What's doing drugs. With- What's wrong with your school? How- they were pricks. Seriously, I was chanting it. Good, good to hear. Yeah, oh, that show was so over when we were kids too. You yes. think huge, huge. And the main guy's name was Raj. Yeah, yes, it was. <laughs> man, I even watched all of What's Happening Now. That's what a fan I was yeah. of that series. Same. Same here. Yeah, the weird episode when D and Dwayne went on a, a date. Uh it's very very strange. D, and D he- was D was hilarious when she was a kid. Oh my god, she's so funny. Her timing. Yeah, she still looks fan, uh, just fantastic. Uh, when you watch the show now, like her humor holds up. Everything about uh, her performance was uh, wonderful. I uh, can't quite say the same about Retribution tonight on uh, W. And what's what's? Can somebody teach these kids how to tag? You know, how, like it looks like the Whataburger logo more than the WWE logo that they're putting in the circle. <laughs> with the flash. I thought the same thing the first time I saw it. Yeah. Uh, Antoine Fair, $5 super chat. Glenn looks like he's going to hustle people at a pool hall <laughs> or shoot 18 holes. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> Pool's one of those things I always assumed I'd be good at. And the first time I played it, I was like, oh no, I am not good at this. Yeah. I assumed yeah, yeah. wrong. You got to play it a lot. Yeah. yeah. yeah it really does take some skill. Uh, so I never actually golfed. I've only been to a driving range, and that I was good at. I've never actually uh, did 18 holes. Hmm. Yeah. A lot of miniature golf, though. In my background, Raj, Raj, you're the golfer of the group. <laughs> I suck, I suck at it, but I enjoy it. Just go out, hobnob with Bobby Lashley, hang out right. at the clubhouse. Yeah, we, we compare biceps. Uh, there you go. Uh, so tonight, we thought we were opening with Big E versus John Morrison, but wouldn't you know it? Retribution <laughs> flashed the lights. That was annoying. The ring. That was annoying as hell because I was looking forward to that. Yeah, and they did. I mean, at, at least they did it later, but... Yeah, but right, just kick it off like right. that. I was like, this is a great way. I'm going to talk about the podcast. Genius opening from WWE tonight, folks. You know, something like that. Right. And then they had to puke all over it. Matt, you remember WCW in like 96, 97, when the NWO would come and it was chaos and they're taking over and there's chaos backstage. Compare that to this. I, I would not dare to. It's not fair. <laughs> Because this is terrible. This Man, is they just... need to watch those old nitros because this is so contrived and so <laughs> cheesy that there was there was a lot of good stuff on the show, or there was some good stuff on yeah. the show. No, and there, I it's thought... just this the bad is so bad that it kind of sticks in your mind more. That's well said. I'll agree to that. It does, and there was good stuff on the show tonight. That match being one of it, but yeah. It was actually a pretty solid show otherwise. I think this Retribution Shelf Life, man, they better stick the landing on the reveal of who's behind it and why they're doing it. I'm assuming it's going to happen. They'll probably SummerSlam. Maybe they'll tease with some sort of run-in and then reveal it the next night on Raw. So, P.S., they would have police there, like galore, all right, if this was really happening. So oh, yeah. you, do you know what I mean? Like they wouldn't just have the run of the mill like this. Right. They wouldn't just be able to come out through the gorilla or through the stands or whatever. It just wouldn't. It's it's impossible. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Um, come on, Matt. Suspend your disbelief. It's pro wrestling. You know, I have a hard time suspending my disbelief with this. Again, when WCW did it, they did. It was so cool and so organic that you could suspend your disbelief. Dude, they had they had the cops ready to draw their guns on Hall and Nash who had bats that night. Remember? Yeah, and they would attack in the back, like outside of the arena, and like that time Kevin Nash threw Ray Mysterio in the. They called like, a dart. the pol- they called the police for shoot. Yeah. <laughs> this right. was the fourth time retribution has interfered. You would think after the first one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They they threatened Vince McMahon and told him, well, in these little these little memes or whatever you want to call them, pictures that they're putting on Instagram, their social media game, their social media game is pretty tight, um, where they put like what the fuzzy the fuzzy screen, but if you look really closely, it says 
what does it say? Like we've taken over or something, or we own this place. Think something. back to all the classic Instagram posts back when Patty Hearst was kidnapped and being forced to rob banks and all the great Instagram stories we saw when Frank Sinatra Jr. was kidnapped and being held in Lake Tahoe. All the terrorists and kidnappers are down with Instagram. Oh Hans goodness. Gruber had a banging Instagram account in the late 80s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to like sending an ear in the mail or something like that or, you know, taking hostages. <laughs> yeah. But it's ridiculous. It's just like, again, after the first act, I'm telling you, there'd be police there. Right. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, after that, oh, my God, the locker room in disarray. What are they going to do about retribution? Everybody's talking about retribution. King Baron Corbin's going to lay down the law. He has no reason to fear anyone. Uh, uh, Morrison get mad at the Miz. Said he was busy talking to Maurice because the pH level is off in her bidet. Um uh, I mean, it was nice to see the locker room band together. I almost wonder, Raj, yeah. do you think they're going to, if they do the reveal between SummerSlam, maybe payback, payback, retribution, that does seem the tagline for SummerSlam, uh, you won't see it coming. Maybe payback is going to have like a retribution match or that'll be like when they assert their dominance, as it were. I mean, the sooner they do it, the better. Because until they unmask these guys, this thing is going to suck. I mean, it's it's clear. And the the farther you go along with it, the worse it's going to get. So, I mean, they got to unmask these guys. And it's got to be something satisfying. I don't think Tommaso Ciampa and uh, Dominic Dijakovic, I don't think that's enough. I feel Makes like no you need, sense. You need, you need faces that... Because the NXT audience is a small portion of the Raw and, Smack, Raw and SmackDown audience. So you need, like, yeah. a Rusev or someone that's going to, like pop you know pop the the casuals or the i'm casual gonna make wwe's i'm gonna make a prediction because they're, they're not shooting as far ahead now right because of the covid positive tests well starting next week it's gonna be live yes yeah. i want to make the prediction that they don't have a final lineup for retribution yet and i oh, think I'm they're sure. still trying to work out yeah don't they, think this is they came ahead. up with it like that day that they they debuted the angle so who's your wish list raj for retribution oh um I mean, I think you need someone like a Rusev. I mean, what's a big surprise? CM Punk, if he were oh, to come back, you wouldn't waste him on something like no, this. No, no. So you need someone uh, like... I don't think there's anybody good enough. Rusev really? at least would... Uh, he, he would be a surprise. Some Someone like that, you know? Rusev, Aiden English, Leo Rush, yeah, Mike I'm and so. Maria. Didn't I think I the five these, of them. Didn't I just see these people on my TV screen? Like Right. Yeah, but you let Maria go out there and say some of the stuff she's been saying on social media. You let Leo Rush go out there and say some of the stuff he said about how he was treated backstage and the problems he had with people. You have Rusev who says, I had the top-selling merch, and uh, you guys just ignored me and buried me. You can pair that with Aiden. That could be a hot faction. I mean, that, I think, is the best-case realistic payoff short of a CM Punk or an Why Enzo. You, or... Wh I want to know, though, why are you cramming Aiden English down my throat? Why? Because Aiden and Rusev work well together, and Aiden, Aiden. Oh, uh, okay. Never mind. Never by mind. the way, we just interviewed Aiden a few hours ago on the on the site. Yeah. So it's at least as, as of now, it's not him. But all uh, right, it's, it's topical at least. All right. But I was thinking mind. about that. I was thinking what Mike and Maria are doing might be a bit of a work. I think throwing some NXT guys, throwing your Dijakovic, some guy, well, a guy with. What size. are they getting retribution for? Being uh, held because down. he hasn't. Been, I don't know. He hasn't been called up yet. Why am I still in NXT? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, we got some super chats, Raj. Why don't you uh, team up? All right, Ryan L's asking, uh, saying, so was I right and Justin wrong? Did the Fiend turn Strowman heel? I think anyone that anyone that feuds with the Fiend ends up just looking uncool. And they always do become a heel. Pretty much. I mean, Cena came out looking bad. Uh, Seth Rollins came out looking yeah. bad goldberg uh i mean i guess goldberg doesn't really count not but, goldberg but yeah but stroman now you know. but braun needs to become a heel again we all talked about this him versus roman was awesome when he's tag teaming with nicholas and team little big like the baby face yeah he's is, not was where he, yeah no him, him as a big blue, uh brood uh bluto bluto is yeah. it from popeye yeah type of heel is good yeah especially as champion yeah, <laughs> the professor. Oh, we got it in. It's minus or plus five minutes. I th yeah, we already got one in. And nice. I finished the Goonies the other night. So. Oh, uh, 
We'll talk about that later. Okay, there you go. Uh, Nate Monroe, Buck 99. Matt, what's the hardest match slash spot you put together? Hmm. I would say probably one, honestly, maybe one of like the tag matches, the four-way tag matches I've done with the Dudleys at TNA. Uh, with the Dudleys, uh, Beer Money, you know, uh, LAX. Because there's so many moving parts to it, especially with weapons in them. So I'd say maybe the Bound for Glory. We had like hmm. a four-way tag match, I remember. And it was really tough to remember because it was so many places you had to be, you know. And plus the gimmicks. Steve Mongo McMichael was our referee. <laughs> kept screwing things up. <laughs> but, uh, but uh we were in Chicago, so it was cool. But, uh yeah, that one. Probably Bound for Glory, whatever year it was, with our four-way tag team title match. Yeah, Mongo was no Ric Flair, but he was a character. Yes. Name in real buck ninety nine retribution is overexposed. Take off after the attacks. It's true they 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 linger a little too long. It looked better when they showed the recaps versus the live segments when it's happening. We well, got someone that's four foot eight, you know, yelling, "We're taking over." <laughs> it's it's hard to take seriously. <laughs> uh, I am air say a two ninety nine super chat saying so. No Foot Clan, but ninjas on Raw is okay. Uh, Steve Marcuccielli, Buck 99, Miz in Retribution. Could have been a little hint tonight. He's a big enough star. That could work. We need, yeah. a, big st- we need a big star at the yeah. center of it. We have to have a big star here, I feel. Yeah. It's not Hogan. But- <laughs> otherwise, it's the, otherwise, it's the mid-card mafia. Right, yeah. Uh, Aubrey James, 499, saying WWE is so unwatchable they make their fans feel stupid. Yes. Um, Sometimes, yes, Aubrey. Yeah, sometimes it does. Your wife, my wife walks in the room and she just looks at the screen, looks at me, looks at the screen, looks at me. I'm like, it's, it's work. Yeah. I have to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's so much of that. Like, if my wife walked in <laughs> on that Randy Orton, Ric Flair thing, I mean, she would be like, what a dick, you know? Like, she would be into it. Like, right. that was amazing stuff. But there's so less of that and so much more of this goofy um you know, retribution and unwatchable is a great word for it aubrey yeah. and then aubrey with another 499 thank you saying i don't care about braun Strowman anymore he's a joke now can't take him seriously um i think i think that's why he loses at SummerSlam, but then he's at least a heel again and he can and... get all of his heat back get all of his uh, uh respect whatever you want to call it back like what she's talking about that's the risk you run when you have a big monster and you make them into a dancing bear. It's funny because yeah. both of these guys were the coolest characters at one point. The Fiend last year at SummerSlam yeah. when he beat Finn Balor came out with that entrance music. They didn't have the stupid pink lighting. You know, he just destroyed him. It was badass. And then Braun Strowman, what was it three years ago, four years ago, when he was the heel against Roman Reigns? And he was just, it was just awesome. Buddy Barlow pointing out Rusev just said he's never coming back. I think the more they protest, the more likely it is they're going to be involved in this angle. Why is Rusev just randomly yelling he's not coming back, though? What he's got to get those he, Twitch he, viewers. He, he, I think he was... Uh, so he just did an interview with Ryback, our, our uh-huh. good friend. Yeah. And um, he was uh, he was talking about... And we have an article on Wrestling Inc. about it. But he, uh, he was talking about, you know, when he was injured, no one from WWE reached out to him. Uh, like Triple H, Vince McMahon, no one. And... Um, yeah, he had he had a lot of he had a lot, he had a lot of gripes. Can we make a news report on how I reached out to Ryback for a campaign contribution and he no sold it? <laughs> 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 he sent you supplements instead. <laughs> I love Ryback. Sent <laughs> you a signed photo. You know. uh, Mark White Sports four ninety nine. Thanks for the Thank contribution. Jeez, uh, wow. Leonza Duncan, $5 super chat. No problem with Oscar winning storyline wise. It made sense. They made her life hell. Just wish she would have been beaten. So uh, just wish she would have beaten someone and took their place instead. So let's talk about this tonight. Three brand battle Royal to determine the number one contender for the SmackDown women's championship. We did have Oscar as a surprise entrance, but we also had Tamina Snuka, Tegan Knox, Shotzi Blackheart, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Naomi, Lacey Evans, Dana Brooke, and Nikki Cross. No Rhea Ripley tonight, Matt. So, uh, what the hell? The dream. I know. Well, I said the other night the biggest problem with WWE's women's division right now is that on the main roster, 
They got Sasha, they got Bailey, they got Asuka. With Becky and Charlotte gone, who else is at that level? And tonight, Asuka dominated all of these women, and she's going to be facing both Bailey and Sasha separately for titles at SummerSlam. I think that's awesome, by the way. I, I did not expect that. Um, so I thought that was cool. If, if, if what you're saying is true, they're trying to you know replace top female stars again. Why would and I like to ask a storyline to be fair. Mm-hmm. Why would you not put Ripley in this? I know you need to build her, she is your big star. Make it happen, WWE. I agree. I feel like, well, I think if it wasn't Asuka, it, it would have been someone for Bailey to beat because ultimately I think they want to get to Bailey and Sasha. So, in that sense. So you think Asuka's gonna not win either well, one? Well, now, of these two now that that throws a wrench in it. Like you could have Asuka beat both Bailey and Sasha, and then they're pissed at each other. Or yeah. <laughs> why not have a tag title match with uh, Bailey and Sasha versus Asuka in a handicap match, and have Asuka win all four belts, and then you got uh, you know triple champ, triple champ Asuka. Kurt Angle did that in TNA. Yeah. So there was an offhand comment backstage. Bailey said, "Well, I lost to Oscar last night on Monday, or, or I also lost to Oscar last Monday on Raw." Now the stipulation there was if Bailey had won, Oscar would not have faced Sasha at SummerSlam. So Bailey losing made that happen. Bailey said, "I I lost, but I'm facing her for my title. So now I'll have a reason to fight and something to care about." And Sasha gave her a look like keeping her out of the match with me wasn't something to care about. So they were teasing that. Tonight they were laying the groundwork, but um, this battle royal was good. I thought that uh, uh, Tegan Knox looked fantastic. She's another one that I think is right on that that precipice of someone that could be a big star for them too. A lot of this night, actually, all of these women looked pretty good in this match. I mean, of course you say that, Glenn. <laughs> no, but it's true. I'm looking at. It, I mean, it's like okay, the, even Dana Brooke got a chance to to have some shine. What I'm saying is they gave. Did Liv Morgan look good? Uh, I thought Liv and Ruby, they're not giving Liv. They were like the first ones out, weren't they? At least Ruby was. They're not giving them their due. Uh, But no, I think that there's, there's potential here with this. I mean, still Matt, this, this, this uh, cast of characters, if wrestlers are action figures, you tell me if I'm a kid now, this is the roster that looks cooler to me. What we saw in the ring tonight, then uh, Shorty G and the dude with the suit and a king's crown on his head. And uh, the guy that looks like he just got done working a shift at the docks in the 1930s. No, I agree with that. They're all very, very different from their look, especially. But who got punked the most tonight, I think, was Shayna Baszler. Why do you think she got punked? Because it came down to her and Oscar. But with Shayna, Shayna got called up to the main roster after her hugely dominant run in NXT, right? right? And since she's been there, it looked like she she got the opportunity against Becky at WrestleMania. But now, I mean, she got the spotlight in the Raw Underground is probably the best thing that's happened to her since Elimination Chamber. Well, she's probably. not owed anything. I mean, she yeah. hasn't done no. anything to to build herself up. Her promos have sucked. I, I look at Sonya Deville, and she's everything that people wanted Shayna Baszler to be. She's got yes. the promo skills. She, she looks believable. She... I mean, she has it. And, and you could put her in a ridiculous storyline like that she's currently in and right. pull it off. Yeah. That's so, the real test. Right. So I don't see, I, I'm totally fine with them not pushing Shayna because I don't see why they should. So you think that Asuka holds all the gold is where this could be going. <laughs> uh, God, I hope not. I, I mean, I'd like to see them elevate some more women up. Uh, I feel like there's too many kind of being you know, uh, just having nothing done with them. And, uh, you know, at least on SmackDown, you you do have the Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville storyline. But on Raw, it's, it's just Sasha Bailey and Asuka. And well, like don't forget see... Zelina Vega poisoned Bianca's man. Right, but, yeah, <laughs> right. I, I mean, Bianca is a perfect example. Bring someone, you know, bring a couple other people up. You don't have to have just one women's feud. Well, it is also kind of weird that outside of... Uh... Sasha Bailey and Asuka, all of the other women's storylines, or, or, you know, uh, the case of um, Mandy and Sonia, and in the case of Zelina and uh, Bianca, do involve their relationships. Yeah. Uh, real quick, a couple of these super chats. Matt Purvis uh, with the $10 super chat. Thank you so much. He's asking, interested in y'all's thoughts on Bully Ray's theory that an Orton Charlotte feud is on the horizon. I think it could be money, especially with Orton on the mic. Happy Friday night. They're not going to do it. Unless Charlotte 
is oh. with Andrade or something. I, I can't see them doing a, a, a male versus female uh, feud. Uh, Paul B uh, is asking, "What if it's Big E behind Retribution?" He said he wasn't alone. Someone <coughs> actually floated the idea. I would love that. I would love that. Yeah, that would be cool. Someone actually floated the idea. What if it was Xavier <coughs> Woods? Because he's been gone. Okay. It would be a got my attention on that too. Cool. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, what else do we got? A oh, of by others. the way, they mentioned that next week uh, they're going to be in a different location. They're not going to be at the Performance Center. So. Go, starting next week, Raw and SmackDown are going to be live every week from the Amway Center in Orlando. And SummerSlam is going to be from the Amway Center. So uh, no more Performance Center for the time being. So thank God, because the Performance Center has just... I mean, it, it, they have not adapted to the Performance Center. And it's been killing them. So, And that's starting but, next Friday. Yeah, that's starting next Friday and basically every show on. And now Raw and SmackDown are back to being live uh, every week. So Raw 2 Monday night is live yep. now. They should have had Retribution blow up the Performance Center. Oh, hey, I like that idea. Something, right? Make, make a storyline out of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like they destroyed it so bad that they got to find a new location. I like that. Um, Chris Pantaleo has a question for you, Matt. 499 Super Chat wants to know, when you asked Ryback for a donation, did he say, <laughs> I'll get Ryback to you? <laughs> terrible. That is <laughs> terrible. No, he didn't say that. Uh, Justin Lopez, $5. I see Sasha losing her title more than Bailey. So if Rhea would have won this battle royal, it would have set her up to take another L on a major pay-per-view. And that's part of it, too. I will say Asuka does seem credible. I wouldn't have thought Naomi was going over Bailey if it had been her. That's true. What was the next match? Uh, well, after that tri-band battle royal with Asuka winning, we saw promos from Sonya and Mandy about the hair versus hair match at SummerSlam. So she had her hair cut. Well, I'm confused by that one. Oh, I think it's going to, I mean, hair versus hair match is typically like you shave the opponent's head, right? Do you think that's really going to, oh, they're totally shaving Sonya Deville's head and she's going to look like a badass. Yeah. Don't you think? I agree. Yeah, you're not shaving Mandy Rose's head. No, Sonya Deville could pull it off, and I think she'll yeah. look even cooler somehow. That's my prediction. That's a hard thing to pull off. I think she could. No, I agree. Uh, Antoine, fair $5. I feel like we ask for long-term booking and then get passed at long-term book, or then get pissed at long-term booking. It's like we ask for it but forget to give it time. Um, this is true. He's right, though. He's right on that. It's an ebb and a flow, though, right? It's, it's like... Uh, Think about even a TV series like Lost. A lot of people stopped watching because the, the journey has to be as interesting as the destination. It can't just be about stick around for 100 episodes, then you're going to get a mind-blowing okay, payoff. Okay, but then you look at the, the biggest slow-burn show of all time. That started it all, I will argue, Breaking Bad. Oh, well, The Wire okay. was before that, but sure. Oh, yeah, The Wire. Was that really that slow, though? I didn't think it was that yeah, slow. Yeah, most thing. people bail on The Wire because they find it too slow. Breaking Bad moves fast, I think. No way. No way does yeah. Dude, no you got to watch Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul is like when an entire episode for somebody to mail a letter or turn on the light switch. Uh, yes. like, but it's good. It's very good. But Breaking Bad. But those great. ratings were great ratings. So like, I'm, if, you, if it's good enough, people will stick around no matter how slow it moves. You had, but Breaking Bad was so good with the cliffhangers and with like, oh, I got to tune in to see what happens next. You're just from me. We watched seasons of it. You're not yeah. remembering to the first season of where you were oh, on remember. episode three. I do remember episode three. Because I remember going, this is taking forever. But episode three was Grey Matter. Gretchen and Elliot were going to offer him the job and give him the money. And he said, no, I choose to deal the meth. So you're missing the point. The point <laughs> is, the reason you care about all of that and you think it's fast acting, which it was not fast acting. It is notoriously known as a slow burn show. They use that show as the example. All right. Is the fact that you care enough about the characters. A lot. And I apologize, it was episode five when Gretchen and Ellie had offered Walt the money in Breaking Bad. Nobody cares. Anyhow, so Raj, what do you think? We want long-term storytelling, long-term booking, but then we get pissed when it takes too long. I'm arguing that you have to make the journey as good as the destination. I don't get pissed if it takes too long. I, I get pissed when it sucks from the beginning. Yes. But, it, you know, if you start off with something intriguing and then see where it goes, that's that's a whole different story. The explanation of the fiend that they did that very well, I thought. 
Yeah. Right. All right. You know, um, we hung in there. That was some crazy stuff we had to suspend our disbelief for. Keep that in mind when we first started watching it. Remember? Right. And, and then Randy Orton good. Edge. That was a long, t- you know, that t- that took a while to get to where it was. And yeah, as long as it's good, if, if it just looks cheesy and corny from the beginning, then okay. I don't know. How many times have we said, let's see where it goes. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's see where it goes. And it's turned out great. How many times has that happened? Where something starts off bad, we're like, well, let's see where it goes. And it's turned out great. Daniel Bryan. What's that? Daniel Bryan. But was that planned, though? Daniel Bryan wasn't planned, though. That was because, like, CM. Right. Um, And the Fiend, I would argue, those first Firefly Funhouse segments, Bray was doing something different every week. Like, he was entertaining us. And now Bray kind of sucks. Because it's one note, because it's just the fiend. They're yes. not letting him do crazy shit anymore. Well, even when he's Firehouse Fun, you know, Firefly yeah. Funhouse Bray, it's just needs more characters, needs something new. Yeah. Uh, Brian Barry, four ninety nine. Oh. Do you see them doing a Chris Jericho with Oscar beating Sasha and Bailey in the same night and becoming the undisputed champion? Gry said it could happen. Um, I don't know. We'll see. <sighs> Will the professor? I appreciate your two dollars super chat, but you need to stop watching this podcast. <laughs> Saying nobody cares about the wire. If you don't care Thank about the you. wire, you've never seen the wire. I've never seen the wire. Thank you, Will the Professor. <laughs> Next match. Well, I know you're excited to talk about this. This was your match of the night. Sheamus versus Shorty G. This was not my match of the night. I know. Well, you wanted to get to the next match, Matt. So let's have a painstaking, in-depth conversation. Did you notice I did for the first time tonight that on the G and Shorty G's logo, there's little ruler lines showing measurement. Never noticed that till tonight. What? No, I didn't yes. see it. It's there on the Titan Tron. So stupid. What the heck? It was that match he was in, like he was in a four way a few weeks ago and he was the same height as everyone else. Like the- pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> I don't get oh. it. I don't know. Seamus he, he needs to grow his hair back out though. He looks too normal. You I know, agree. he looks like an accountant or anything yeah, else exactly. but a wrestler. Yeah. Seamus won that match. There you go. So um, you like Carlito with a crew cut. You need the haircut. You, you need the long hair, you know? Yes. It doesn't work does. otherwise. So uh, let's talk about AJ Styles. Yes. With producer Joseph Parks tonight. AJ okay. Styles coming out and uh, talking about who's going to face at SummerSlam. Uh, he has the phenomenal intercontinental statistics system. Uh, There's a work in progress. And... So we had Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, and Abyss all yeah. in the same segment. That's like TNA 2010, yeah. right? Yeah. The, the glory days. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I'm glad to see Abyss has a job with him. I never knew that. I think that's cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's been a producer with him for a while. He's got his old Joseph Parks uh, get up back on. So it's going to be AJ versus Jeff Hardy at SummerSlam for the Intercontinental title. Or probably not. Is it it at SummerSlam or is it next Friday? I'm now confused. They said next Friday. Okay. Um, Yeah. So it's next Friday on SmackDown. That was the plan for SummerSlam. So maybe it leads to something that leads to a rematch at SummerSlam. Uh, We'll see. I don't need a rematch from them at SummerSlam. But the, the match itself one time will be very good. Yeah. Um, Joe Kerr, five dollars. Oh, get it, Joe Kerr, five dollars. Just saying, FTR is not over. FNR Friday Night Raj is yeah. now hit the man's music and bring us with some blinding lights. Hashtag FNR. <laughs> you should just do a karaoke. You should That's release a, a music video of that Raj of you just covering the weekend's blinding lights. <laughs> Pepsi stole my gimmick, they're using it on that commercial now. See? Yeah. Uh, uh, Kevin R. Alexander, $5. Otis will give up the money in the bank briefcase to save Mandy's hair. Sonya then cashes in on Asuka for the SmackDown title after she beats Bailey. Look at the oh. creative on Kelvin, man. That is very good. That's very good, Kelvin. Seriously. And then Mandy end up, ends up turning on Otis after that. Yeah. K- Kelvin needs a job. I know. SmackDown's hiring writers right now. Kelvin, that's, that's really, good. really good. I never would have thought that one. Thinking that outside the box. Well, yeah. That's good. Uh, Justin Lopez, two dollars. I popped when I saw Parks on TV, and this segment was good. I like the whiteboard. Okay, uh, but did it's Park Joseph Park? Yes, yes. Right. <laughs> and I used to tell him, "Why do you use just say Parks? Nobody says your name right. Just say Parks." It just doesn't sound right when it's Park. 
I agree. But uh, I thought AJ was phenomenal. Uh, no pun intended. I thought he was. <laughs> I thought he was great here. You know, we we talk about this all the time. But if ten years ago when he was in TNA and you would tell me that he's going to be one of the best promo guys in WWE, I'd be like, no, no freaking way. There's no, no way. way. And no he way. is. He's he's super entertaining. This was one of the highlights of the night for me. Was uh, this segment? I thought AJ was fantastic. He's worked really hard. You just don't get that overnight where you just become a good promo, especially being so many years in the business of people telling you you're a terrible promo but a great wrestler. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like that's got to mess with your head. And he used to be so awkward, and now he's just he's just natural. He really is. He's done some good work, some very good work. He's worked hard at that. Now, uh, Antoine Fair, $10. Wow, thank you, Antoine. Uh, to continue, I'm talking about fans, but with retribution, we don't know, and the mystery is the point of the angle. But we want yeah. to hurry and reveal everything now. That's my point, more or less. Okay, so attacks- oh, I'm sorry, Matt, you go first. I apologize. But it's like, Antoine, the, the, the attacks is what's hurting it. And because they are, this is the beginning of their angle. So it's super crucial that it hits so that we care enough to see who the unveiling is, right? We do care because we all love surprises, so that element is still good, but it's not what it was for me when it first debuted, if that makes sense. And a lot of it has to do with the corniness of what we're watching right now. And Antoine, again, back to my point earlier, when was the last time WWE did a, a mystery angle where you're like, oh, we'll give it time and see where it goes, and it you had a great payoff? You know, Roman Reigns getting, you know, Eric... Eric Rowan attacking Roman Reigns. Eric Rowan, what's in the cage? What's in the cage? Right, yeah. yeah, what's in the cage? I mean, there's a track record. It's the attacks. If the attacks, like I said, if they blew up the performance center, if they put LSD in the clam chowder, if they did something to to mess with people and made it interesting, I would tune in to watch Retribution wreak havoc on the WWE every week. But what they're doing is, oh, we're going to show up and beat people up, and uh, I'm going to spray paint on the wall. A W and then put a circle and a slash through it. Yeah, they look Hardcore. like kids that just need to be put in timeout. Like that's that's about it. It's not menacing. No. You know? It's just it's it's not even it's like it's it's so PG that you don't take them seriously. They're not really and and, and, and the stupidest thing, oh my god, the mics are cutting in and out. Oh my god, the lights are flashing on and off. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Anyhow, um, that's the point. If they made this interesting, I'll wait six months if the build is really good. Um, so we saw, uh, and Jeff attacked AJ uh, at the end of that promo face-off segment and wrote his name on the whiteboard in permanent marker, which is, uh, you know, some things can't be erased. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro backstage cutting a promo on the Lucha House Party. And then we had Grand Metalik versus Shinsuke Nakamura with a returning Callisto making his return. I, I hate seeing where Nakamura is now. It's he should be in the mix with Rollins and AJ and, you know, that upper that upper level and him losing the Grand Metalik. What the hell? What do they see in him? I don't get it. And I'm guessing this is leading to a tag title match with Grand Metalik and and uh, Lince Dorado against Nakamura and Cesaro. But ooh, that's just, exciting! But yeah, exactly. Such a waste of talent with Cesaro and Nakamura. Yes, it is, especially Nakamura. Oh. Um, Callisto's back. Okay. Did you guys pop like crazy when that happened? I did. <laughs> I jumped out of my bed. I was like. My wife, I was like, Anjali, get up here. Kalisto's back. Kalisto. Kalisto. <laughs> that was my house. I know you don't watch wrestling anymore, but Kalisto's back. You, you watch now, right? The Rock? <laughs> Ooh, no. Kalisto. Kalisto. It's top headline on Wrestling Inc. right now. It's in the, the feature box. <laughs> Poor Kalisto did not deserve any of this, for the record. Poor guy. But Rock- seriously, yeah. nobody cared. I didn't care. Raj, in fact, would you even put Callisto in the headline or would you just do a clickbaity WWE superstar oh. makes surprise right. return tonight? Yes. Or, yes. Injured WWE yes. star. <laughs> totally true. That's how it would be. Yep. <laughs> uh, web secrets exposed. 
<laughs> You'd be pissed if somebody leaked you this rumor, Raj, and said, tune in tonight, there's going to be a surprise return. <laughs> and I'm, like, hey, and I, I'm like, hey, guys, there's going to be a surprise return tonight, tune in. <laughs> yeah. uh, Keith Robinson, 499, at least Retribution proved that it takes two cinder blocks, not one to break a window. <laughs> That's always good. Uh, Gil Gonzalez, five dollars. Nothing crazy yeah. to say. Just want to wish you guys the very best to contribute to the greatest wrestling podcast. Uh, thank you, thank you, for thank that. you, Gil. Um, Leon, our superstar, four ninety nine. I'm sorry, but the way Retribution attacked tonight, they looked like a pop up dance troupe breaking three Vincent K's jamboree. Um, <laughs> That's pretty good, Leon. That is good. I'm just gonna put this out there. If Retribution did break dancing, they would be 10 times cooler than they more are. Entertaining. Yes, yeah, I agree. Way more. Just something. Men like menace or flare or flash or something. But it's just yeah. boring. It's boring, boring, boring. Uh Steve Marcogili with the theory uh 299 Velveteen Dream and Retribution is Patrick Clark. Be surprised if that were the case. Yeah, I don't see that happening. I would take uh, that. So Let's see. Uh, Antoine Fair. Antoine just keeps tossing money to, to discuss this point. $5. I get your point. They do crap the bed a lot. I guess I see things like I think they poisoned Tez. Position I see where they're going. Oh. Position Taz? No, I think poison Montez. Oh. Oh, they oh, poison Mon poison Montez. Ooh. Oh, yeah. See? They're, if they're poisoning, it's, it's like a game of Clue. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Leonza Duncan... I LOL when of all people Raj calls something corny. Hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know it's got to be bad then. <laughs> uh, Tuck Graf saying I look like I'm ready to steal the diamonds in this hat. So. You look like you're ready to go over to the next match. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> we had this promo backstage, Matt Riddle and uh, Shorty G coming up trying to Make some peace with Matt Riddle, trying to mutual respect. And then out of nowhere, was it a distraction? Because Baron Corbin attacked Matt Riddle from behind. Yes. That was good. I like this. Yeah, actually. that was good. This was. These are giving Shorty G something to make us care about him somewhat. Um, so I, I like the segment. I think Corbin looks more like a star if he didn't have that crown. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That's a Burger King. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it would be funny if he just had the Burger King crown on one week. I mean, yeah, seriously, it looks well. like it looks like cosplay. It looks like a fake crown. Yeah. So, after that, uh, we had this sit-down interview with Alexa Bliss. This was interesting. She was uh, propping uh, or giving props to Braun Strowman, an awesome good man, funny, witting, uh, funny, witty, protective, passionate. Uh, they get along so well because they call each other on their crap. But then saying the fiend will moth to a flame. Like, isn't it weird that Braun's like in the friend zone, but the Fiend is the the sexy, mysterious bad boy that Alexa's is attracted to in this love triangle? Mm-hmm. There you go. I, I I hate what they're doing with Alexa Bliss. I think she deserves to be so much higher. She should be. Sure. In my opinion, she's one of the top five female heels of the past ten years, and seeing her in this role as you know a pawn in this Braun Fiend feud, I, I just think. She should be. Uh, she should no, you're be right. in a different role. You're right. Feel confident in that. What you just said. That's true. I agree with you. So, yeah, uh, and we'll we'll talk more about what happened with them. Uh, but this, uh, then we had Biggie versus John Morrison, and then while this was happening, uh, Biggie looking fantastic in this match, by the way, and getting a win. The Miz on commentary. But while this was happening, Retribution was backstage. Beating people up, locking someone lights. in the yeah, flickering <laughs> lights, locking someone in the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> flickering lights! So, <laughs> did they? <laughs> they should zoom in. I'm just one of them. This guy's just. just... Going, gonna... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so funny. Like, what are they doing? Are they like in the production truck for real? And like threatening uh, uh what's his name kevin uh what's the guy's name kevin big dunn, kevin dunn. uh <laughs> into like 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 totally like big dogging him and making him like literally finger on the switch going like this <laughs> or else 
It's like the DJ Khaled commercial with the brushing, except yeah. instead they have him yes. going up and down with the light switch. Yes. It's so stupid. So stupid. Great match. Let's talk more about the match. The match no, this was, was a really good match. Match was insane. This was such a good match. Great break. I can't say call it a breaking out match for Big E because everybody knows what a huge star he should be as a singles act, right? Um, but this was awesome. I love yeah, this match. I would, I would say both these guys. John Morrison as well. He John is, gets over in every match he's in. It doesn't matter yeah. what if he wins or loses. John always gets over. Yeah. I, I, you know, his last run in WWE, he was missing like a little toughness to him, a little grit. And I feel like he has it. Like he, he comes across way more believable now. I think both these guys, you know, should be given a chance. And and I'm sure they're going to, you know, as we're saying, this, they're going to beat Biggie's going to get beaten in, in, in the next two weeks. You think so? You don't think they're going to put the rocket on him? I see the rocket on him. This is how WWE does stuff. Every time you think that they're going to put the rocket on somebody, they beat him. I mean, a real rocket. This this is different. These aren't just little cruiserweights now. It's Cedric Alexander and company. This is Big E. They've invested a lot of money into him, a lot of TV time into him. I hope you're right, but I could see them beating him in the again in the next two weeks. Maybe maybe one. That's just how they do business. They don't let anyone become a superstar. Uh, Justin Lopez, $2, left Big E using the Brock Lock again as a finish. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. This him was good. Doing a, a submission. Yeah, I like that. It's, it's again, giving him a little something different and uh, kind of differentiating him a little bit from the New Day. I'd like to see him get... The thing I thought always that hurt Kofi when he was on his singles run was that he felt like a tag wrestler with the singles title. And I always felt like he needed to... You know, Shawn Michaels, when he became a singles, was still wearing the tassels and coming out to rocker's music. It wouldn't it wouldn't have worked. But right. by changing the persona a little bit, he doesn't have to, you know, uh, turn on the New Day, but just becoming his own guy. Uh, I think he got to do that. And hopefully Big E can do that a little bit mm-hmm. and not just feel like a tag team wrestler, just wrestling singles matches. Uh, I'm calling out Anthony Gamina as our fan of the night for this comment. Hey, Glenn, thanks for leaving that window unlocked so for Rudy so he could sleep on that cot. I don't get it. I don't get it. That's fine. It's fine if you don't get it. Yeah. Uh, that's good. I, I applaud you, sir. Uh, Terry Allen Jr., Paul and others are wise in NXT booking wrestlers when required in others' absence to not overexpose them and brainstorm ideas for them simple and effective. I wish we didn't see the same people week in and week out on television. Why, can, can I ask you, Terry Allen Jr., why are we calling him Paul? Because he's smart. He's a smart mark, Matt. It's his boy. It's his boy. He talks to him all the time. <laughs> big Paul. You know, I used to think that, too, like not having him on TV every week. And when you're a big star, I agree. But on AEW, like when you see like they don't like Brian Cage hasn't been on TV for a couple of weeks, he loses steam. All these guys, when they they're on TV for a while and then they're not Spokio Sky. He was back on, but he hadn't been on for a while. Right. They lose steam. And until you're at that top level, I feel like you got to be on as much as you can. Otherwise you kind of, it's kind of dissipate. NXT has it harder in my opinion, because they're a new company. They've only been there for a year. So everybody technically is new, except for Chris Jericho. And like, I mean, Moxley, AEW. AEW, yeah. AEW, I mean, you know what I mean? Right. But, but those guys, Cody, I mean, they're, there's not longer than a week when they're not on. Whereas you got, you know, uh, what was her name? Ab- Ab- Abaddon? But the Abaddon. People you, the people you just said, for example. Yeah, there's, yeah, not yeah. A, there's not enough time in the TV show. Right. Lance know. Archer, I don't think has wrestled a match in forever. Um, maybe they've done some segments, but anyway. Um, so I'm just going back to make sure we didn't miss any super chats here. Mm-hmm. Antoine, uh, I'm okay with losing it. <laughs> it's the way that people lose that craps on pushes, but Biggie needs to get away the new day, the new day gimmick, and change up his promo style. I agree. I think his comic, the comical promo style. I'd like to see him get more serious and, and become more of a. He will. I think you know. he will. Will happen. Uh, life, but it'll happen. Alex Alberto G two dollars Cormier or I don't even know how you pronounce that. That's how out of Miochik. the loop I am. Cor- Miochik. Cormier. I'm taking Cormier. Uh, I want Cormier, but I think Miochik. Uh, Leon, our superstar, how can a former WWE champion who main evented WrestleMania with Cena and The Rock be holding John Morrison back? 
Miz was oh. a prop in that match. He wasn't like a main, you know, he wasn't like this. There was this huge build to see the Miz. It, it, that that story was all about the Rock and John Cena. Uh, that's that true. Match. The Miz did very good with it, though. He held his own. He proved he could be there. I thought. Right. So, after uh, Biggie gets that win, stands tall, leveled by a brogue kick from Sheamus. And then Braun Strowman comes out yelling, freshly shaved head. Braun, I, I know that well. Uh, but he still had the beard and uh, stared at the ring, marches down his other retreat. We go to commercial, and he's there with that new bald look, delivered a message to the Fiend saying he warned him after the swamp fight that he would be the most evil son of a bitch we've ever seen. Strowman calls the Fiend to the ring so he can rip him from limb to limb. To limb. Strowman says it would be the last thing the Fiend sees before he eats out his entrails. Think about that one for a second. Um, music hits. Out came Alexa Bliss instead. And uh, Alexa trying to like mediate a little bit here. And Strowman's like, oh, you mm -hmm. played me. Uh, and uh, he says, everyone can get it now, including you. And uh, then uh, did the uh, she uh, was slapping him, lifts her up in the ring, drops her for the slam. So the lights went out. That was an interesting uh, editorial choice. Um, but then we see the fiend in the ring staring over Bliss. And then Strowman is on the screen laughing. Does he have superpowers now? Is that what this means? The swamp, man. The swamp does it. Okay. Just checking. So if you guys were writing this, if you guys are writing <laughs> a, a fiend Braun Strowman feud, and I'm like, hey. Let's add Alexa Bliss to this. You know? Why don't you like it? I like it. You do? I do because oh, God. it's an old tie-in. Why don't you like it? Because it's a mixed match, it's a mixed match challenge tie-in that no one watched. Uh, and, and it was something that hurt Braun, like him making googly eyes at Alexa. Okay, those things you, are you true. You want to keep him away from that. But... But again, it's you have to think. You have to remember what they, they have a history together, somewhat. I don't know. I like tie-ins. I, I just do. It's like it's to me. It's like a CD back in the day that had like a hidden what they call them Easter eggs. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of an homage. I like. I like it. Yeah, it's long-term storytelling. I think they should be playing it up more. I mean, even tonight i think um it was it was weird how she was trying to make it seem like oh because they were saying oh do, would you want more with him like her kind of pulling that he's just i see him more as a friend sort of thing like i like that i like how they're doing this um with braun i think the, what they need her to do though is be more proactive in this and if she's going to stay with the fiend like i really want alexa to go dark with it and do yes. something different with her character yes yes if they go in that direction uh I'm open to it, but I, I just have a feeling that she's kind of done after SummerSlam. Like, she's back to, you know, just the women's division, but we'll see. Yeah. So, yeah, Braun, yeah. Braun shaving his head. He's got the bald look now. He's got the glen. He's had a skull for so long. I think this was the right call. But, yeah, they got to – this has to have a good payoff. They have to really do something with this. But Braun being a heel again like that – that right there, if nothing, if we get nothing else out of this, there's a huge positive outcome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was SmackDown tonight. And man, in theory, I like Retribution, but the execution is just not doing it for me. So, so listen, going back over the show the way we just did, I, I yeah. think the show was good, actually. I, I do. Yeah. Um, it, it's just like what Raj said at the beginning of the show. All that was on my mind was how corny and annoying retribution was at points. Yeah. Um, and, and just the stupid Tom Flory of their reflecting the lights, for example, was in my head more than anything else. Um, other than that main event match. I love that main event match. Yeah. Outside of retribution. I agree. There was nothing else. Uh, I, I, I found a lot of the Alexa bliss, uh, Stroman stuff corny, but, uh, it wasn't as it wasn't near as bad as retribution. I thought everything else on the show was AJ. AJ cut a world beater promo again. It was great. Yeah, Biggie uh, winning that singles match uh, was that was like the only match on the show, right? Or or the Grand Metal League. I, I didn't like him beating. Nakamura, oh yeah, we, but... did, we did not like that. Yeah, yeah. And the women's battle royal was good. Um, I would yes. have booked it maybe to give a little more star shine to. Uh, some of the other women in there, I thought even they could have done more to keep Lacey and Naomi going in their feud. But um, this wasn't a bad episode of SmackDown. The Retribution thing, though, man, they gotta they gotta spice this up a little bit because this is just becoming an anchor. And like Monday, now I'm thinking, oh great, Monday we've got 
Retribution and potentially the third week of Raw Underground. Like this could just tie Raw down substantially if both yeah. of these suck Monday night. I agree. Uh, BM Williams, one, two, one, five, one, one, five dollar super chat. Stroman reminds me of Bizarro. I want to like it, but it just comes off as campy to me a lot of the time. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love Stroman a few years ago and we would talk about it on this podcast, but. Yeah. Uh, Arian Gomez, $2. I thought SmackDown got better at the end. It, it was a good ending. This is not where I thought they were going to go with, uh, Alexa and Braun and Bray yeah. and uh, like yeah. It. Curious to see where it goes. And uh, SummerSlam's a week from Sunday. Raj, what do we got in the news? So they're going to do SummerSlam at the Amway Center, like we mentioned in Orlando. So I don't know if you guys have been watching any sports, but they're they're all doing different things with virtual fans. MLB has the cutouts. So they're going to have LEDs all over in this arena. And so this is like a full-size arena. So they're going back. And I think one thing that has hurt WWE is they haven't adapted they haven't made the shows work at the performance center. Like AEW, they have found a way to make their shows work at Daly's Place. And it looks good. It's not near as good as it was. Their ratings are also down, but not near as much. But they've managed to adapt enough that their shows still come across as looking like kind of what they used to, just not as good. Whereas WWE, it's night and day. It's it's just been piss poor at the performance center. So now they're going to be back in an arena they're going to have LEDs in the stands and you can sign up and be one of the fans in the stands. So it's like, hmm. it's like the NBA where you can, uh, you yeah. can be a fan in the stand. So it's cool. Pretty, yeah. We'll see how it goes. So get out those wrestling Inc. t-shirts and submit your application to be a fan in the stands. <laughs> yeah. What else do we got, Rosh? Uh, and then also the NXT and dynamite, uh, viewership, both were down, uh, both were down quite a bit. Dynamite was down 12% from last week. Uh, NXT was down uh, 28%. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, NXT was down 18%. Dynamite scored 792,000 viewers, topping NXT's 619,000 viewers by 28%. Uh, AEW drew a 0.32 rating in the 18 to, 30, 18 to 49 uh, demographic, rather. They were down 11%, beating the 0.16 scored by NXT by 100%. So NXT did a point sixteen. So um, wow, yeah. I mean, they, they've been they beaten NXT by more uh, in the past. Uh, so they but NXT a getting a point a point point one six in the what in the eighteen, 18 to, to forty nine demo. Yeah, that's crazy to me. They've got they've got two Wednesdays right. The next two Wednesdays they're on unopposed. Jeez. Yeah, so the next two Wednesdays are on Unopposed. AEW is going to be on Saturday night. We're going to be on next Saturday night for TakeOver, and then uh, we're going to cover Dynamite and TakeOver that night. So, yeah, NXT has a chance to kind of get the momentum back. I mean, it it was only like six weeks ago that they were beating AEW in total viewers. So, Right. You know. I do got to mention one thing. Matt, I don't know. Do you guys listen to The Observer? No. Um, so Dave, Dave has been Dave Meltzer has been kind of floating this idea of Fox and and networks looking at like they should look at AEW and really kind of floating hard that they should kind of look at AEW uh, because WWE ratings are going down. Their eighteen to thirty four numbers are going down. AEW Jesus, be- Dave. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought I was a homer. <laughs> yeah, like is he is does he have stock? Does he have options in AEW? Like this is a little uncomfortable. His level it, of praise. It's really hard, but but especially because it's like AEW ratings haven't gone up. It's just WWE has gone so far down. So it's not like Fox would want any of them uh, with the ratings at where they are now. Because Fox no, wanted. And, and, and sorry, Dave, but WWE is Disney World as far as brand awareness goes. You know what I mean? That Fox does want to do business with the bigger brand. That, that yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. And Fox is going to have a lot of holes in their <laughs> schedule uh, starting this fall because production's not. I mean, like, like does, with the. Does Dave, yeah. I'm sorry, but does Dave sit there and he thinks like they're going to like watch like uh, a cruiserweight match on AEW and like everyone at Fox executives are going to go blankers over it? Like this is real TV network here, right? Like and, they and they know brand, they know brand identification. And SmackDown's and to, doing well, isn't it? 
No. I mean, it's really? it's winning right now in reruns in the demo, but it's last place in total viewers against reruns. Hmm. And uh, look, I mean, I, again, I, I find AEW to be the most entertaining show Me most too. weeks. Me too. But it's kind of ridiculous to think that Fox would want a show that does a point, you know, three in the 18 to 49 demo and under a million viewers uh, on their Friday, you know, in, in a, in a primetime time slot. So hmm. it's, it's just one of those things when if, if Fox was expecting 3 million viewers and a 1.0 rating in the 18 to 49 demo, it's not like they're going to go to something uh, just because they're beating WWE in You're one right. particular demo. Um, You're and right. I, and I know what Dave is saying, like AEW is going up, and it's actually not going up. It's WWE going down. And that's more something that WWE has to fix. Otherwise, they'll lose the deal and there'll be no wrestling on Fox. It's not like they're just going to go to something else. There's also advertiser awareness. I mean, I right. work in advertising and I can tell you that when you say WWE to people, like everyone knows what that is. Right. People think about that association with AEW. Like you have to explain it to people. They don't get it. All right. So anyway. Just wanted to kind of bring that up with the ratings because it's uh, it's been there's been a lot of talk about it. And, yeah, right. you know. glad you did. Okay, is that everything. <clears throat> that is everything. It's Friday night, people. Matt Have Morgan, you got night. a campaign to run. Raj, you got some drinking to do. I'm out of here, folks. We'll catch you back here Monday night to talk about Raw Underground, <laughs> the best thing in professional wrestling on Monday's Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.